with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and you are not. And with me, my... I don't know what the hell I call him. Anyways, the gold standard in uh, ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. You're getting there for more like Biden every day. One day you'll finish your sentence. Mind yeah, you, I it. doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> People are asking... People uh, don't like my language. They've asked me to find a thing called Rosetta Stone or whatever that is. I don't know. What? Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Teaches you how to speak, uh, evidently. Try and use an auto cue. Mm, auto cue. Anyway. Just don't, just don't read the instructions. So I was, uh, I, I saw this documentary and, I, and I, it was, it was interesting. It was about uh, a Neolithic uh, Oracle Chamber and how it uh, it was set up to work at 100 megahertz. Uh, I'm waiting for the punchline. This is in France, isn't it? No. And um, so the the thing was that uh, under that conditions, the you lose your 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 speech. It affects your speech, and it also converts, changes the uh, brain from the left side to the right side. So I figured I'd ask my acousticals person, which would be you, expert, and uh, have you ever heard of that before? Um, there is, uh, there is a, well, there are a number of Paleolithic sites around the world where people have measured the acoustic properties trying to determine whether it is significant. Um, one of which is a long cave complex in the south of France, near, to, near the city of Toulouse. And people have done acoustic measurements at Stonehenge, inside the Great Pyramid. And yes, some of them are acoustically uh, significant, as you might expect from a sealed or, you know, a chamber. Um, but there is no definitive evidence as to whether any of these ideas, notions, theories, um, they're just speculation. Um, as to whether sound itself can flip the brain around, um, mm -hmm. no. Well, not I, unless you used about 210 decibels and... No, that's, that's I disagree, because I, I saw laboratory results about it where... Uh, they actually demonstrated that uh, using 100 megahertz, uh, they were able to. 100 uh, megahertz is normal, is not. Your electricity. Um, yeah, but your electric. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. Yep, that's good. Because if that was the case, mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously it depends on amplitude, but if, if 100 hertz could megahertz, did you say? I don't know. You know me screwing up the languages and everything else. A hundred. I know it's a hundred. A hundred what? Yeah, what's that? Yeah, a hundred somethings. 
Yeah. You could certainly screw up somebody's brain um, by using about 200 decibels at any frequency. It would just turn the head to jelly, basically. Literally. Yeah, this was didn't do that. It, it had a, a profound effect, and when they well, were able to clips the brain do it acoustic, yeah, it did. It, they were able to do. In fact, they were able to do a acoustical uh, mapping of the, of the chamber, and and then uh, be able to introduce the sound in it. And they had a they had a uh, subject. They they had a wall wired up and everything else. You could actually see the yeah. It's probably brain. a brilliant documentary. The problem is your interpretation of it is flipped my brain around. Well, I will just have to go back to that and find out more information. Yeah, talk about. But anyways, yeah, we could ask, we could ask the real parapsychologist. Maybe he would know. We could, because um, tonight we're blessed to have, I mean, everybody's heard of Cody and Satori, the paranormal couple. Well, we couldn't get them. So we got the next best thing, the new paranormal couple. You and me. No, <laughs> the, real para, the real parapsychologist. As he's now branding himself, and and uh, the witching hour hostess with the mostess, hey. apparently, with wow. the only with her only only fan site. Oh but, yeah, Bridget, Bridget, <laughs> and uh, Dylan Jones and Bridget. Is yeah, it used to be? Yeah, used to be the teller of curious tales, didn't he? <laughs> used to be another life. Yeah. We launched them into stardom and then. Yep. Well, we must and more props to it. More props to it. Um, yeah. So I do paranormal investigations and I do ghost tours, but I'm actually doing a paranormal investigation tonight at 1030 at Crystal Beer Parlor because I live in a very haunted city. It's called Savannah, Georgia. Oh, it's yeah. one of the most haunted cities in in the Apparently, the United States. I guess you got St. Augustine and a couple. Oh, of they them. all say that for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I have to throw them out there because, like, where I, where my apartment is, I literally live on top of the original colonial cemetery from 1733 till 1750. So it's quite fun. Oh, cool. Well, country's cool. older than that. I'm older than that. Out there, you know. I mean, we've got a church at the end of the road with a doorknob older than that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a thing that people do. Whatever city you live in, it's always the most haunted. Same with the most, you know, this is the most haunted house in England, the most haunted house in the United States, the most haunted whatever. And it's it's all set. I used to live in a house that was that was on a pet cemetery. Really? Seriously? Yeah. My daughter's collection of pets. Oh my god! I was a kid. I, when I watched that movie, I was terrified when I was a kid. So I Pet think I traumatized. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that. Stephen but, King. Excellent. Oh, I love Stephen King. My dad got me into all of that. When I was little, he made me read the book It. And I was like, okay. And my mom got very upset because my parents are 70. I'm about to be 30. And so my dad's like, you need to read more books. <laughs> like, so he gave me Stephen King novels because he loves Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could never go down in our garden. I mean, you know, when we did, there was all these old mad animals coming out. No, I will fact, say one, this: one hamster actually did. What? Seriously, one hamster actually did resurrect because apparently we buried it before it was dead, or oh, fox, 
or a fox dug it off. We were never quite certain. Yeah, it came back for revenge, vengeance. But where I live, I live by native burial grounds. And I mean, that's the whole United States, though. And like, I don't know, like, I would love for you guys to actually come down to Savannah one time because we're starting like a my friend starting like a Savannah Horror Fest, which is kind of like a pair con. And so we're starting out like small, bringing in some like people like we have like Heather Taddy and like some other just random people who want to touch base along with the paranormal. So this would be the first year. So it'll start growing. Mm -hmm. But where I live, like um, we have the Yamacraw low creek tribe nation that was all throughout here mm -hmm. and so of course slavery was a huge thing and dining with the dead experiences is what i'm going to start branching out and doing because right where lazaretta creek is we have like a place called bubba gumbos and my first houseboat and my first apartment ever was in that location and we had a ghost on the boat but the restaurant over there where i'm going to do the dine with the dead experience is extremely haunted name, by the way i like that name what I like that name. It's a good name. Oh, yeah? Did, did, did Dylan suggest the name by any chance? Uh, no, yes, he but here's the thing. Departed. Here's the thing. So it's a, it's, a, it's a dine with the dead experience that, like, he came up with. But what we're going to call it is Ghost and Gumbo because it is called Bubba Gumbo's. And we want to go with, like, some old traditions of, like, the Gullah Geechee people, which they originate from West Africa. And those are the free slaves along the East Coast. And these people are still alive and well today, like keeping the traditions going. But then like to have the beachside stuff and like just soul food and, you know, have like haunted experiences like at this location. Tonight, I'm going to do one at Crystal Beer Parlor and hopefully I can get them on lockdown where we can do Ghost and Gangsters since Al Capone went there when oh, cool. Bullock, who was one of the original owners from 1933, and when he opened it, it was still a year prior to the prohibition, like, lifting. And so when Bullcock, like, actually did, like, some prohibition stuff, he got locked up in the pen. His cellmate was actually one of Al Capone's boys. And so Al Capone came to visit Savannah and wanted Bullock to basically come join. And he was like, no, I just got I'm, out the I'm pen. So, I can't I'm, do that. I'm sorry to jump in, but what was his name again? Bullock. B-O-L-K-O. Bullock. That's unfortunate. <laughs> only, only for him. He only had the one. Hey. Right. So did Hitler. <laughs> anyway. But the one thing that I tell people, like, I love Savannah just because I've lived here. But, like, yeah, I mean, there's ghosts everywhere. Like, like my mom always said, and I try to tell people, like, ghosts come out in the daytime just as much as they come out at night. But I tell people, try not to look for it. And... What was it last? No, the night before last when I did a tour, I had some people who were not big into the paranormal. They just wanted to listen to the historic side and the haunted history. So that's what we were doing. We didn't really use any equipment. Like I had an ovulus and like they had a K2, which we barely use. We, we use the ovulus when it spoke, whatever. But we started getting random paranormal apparition, like things that were just at random completely provoked we're like okay and it was pretty spot on for like accurate responses and we're just like okay cool i knew that they weren't big into it so we let it ride because of course at the end of the day it's a tour but it's really fascinating when you have these paranormal enthusiasts like come on the tour and they're down for it and like i have to emphasize i'm like paranormal investigations literally like fishing like 
you have to sit there and relax. And like, if it happens, it, you least expect it. And that's usually when the best, cause that's nine times out of 10, how it usually happens. It's not when you go and look for it. And so like tonight, the lady where I'm going for crystal beer, she was like, listen, like we haven't had issues in, since we started taking this over in the beginning we did, but it kind of chilled out. And I think that they're fine with everything. She was like, please just don't stir anything up. And so we're just going to go in, act like it's not haunted. And that's like the thing that, you know, with some of the people from my witching hour crew, like, I'm just like, listen, just come in, be respectful. We don't want to make anybody like upset if there's somebody in here because it's been known to be haunted. But like, if they're fine with the way it is, cool, let's do something else. But I don't want to make them upset, like the establishment itself. I um, I was intrigued when you mentioned equipment because Dylan um, and I were talking about some of the equipment he's discovered uh, just this week. Uh, on some of his adventures back here in the UK. Oh my God, are you talking about the baby doll? Oh, no, oh, well, I was going to no. say, I was going to let you draw breath and let Dylan uh, tell us. Yeah, go for uh, it. Well, I was, I was doing some observations last weekend, and this new piece of equipment that I was shown by one of the teams was an ENF chip wire. So it was a series of what looked like little sausages on string um, was dangled down the stairs and they are um, K2 meter with all these little bits that light up and if the ghost walked up the stairs it would set the uh, the K2 meter off. Um, so this K2 tripwire uh, retails at £350. And that's one of the latest gadgets that some of the ghost entities are using in the UK. Did you order one? No. Good, because you can save some money for a decent microphone. Yeah, you know, like, I... guys, you're terrible, Dylan, tonight. I know, it's awful. Mm, awful. Well, that's that's an Apple product. What do well, you I'll want? tell you what, let, while Dylan sorts his microphone out, $350. Pounds, that's what, $350. Oh, I Thanks thought that was the weight of it, Steve. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Because now, you know, thanks to our respective governments, the dollar and the pound are basically the same, worth the same. Nothing. Oh, else. that's good. Yeah, it makes it easy. Isn't it just? Yeah. So, yeah, but let's, let's uh, while Dylan's sorting that out, let's, uh, let's nip back down to Savannah, Georgia. All right. Because I, I, I want to find out more about the equipment that you're using on... Although you're not paying great, great um, emphasis on it, but you are using equipment. You mentioned the ovulus. Yeah, so we use the ovulus, which, by the way, I would love for you to take it apart because I've had tech people come on my tour. And it's really fascinating how it works, right? So an Pop ovulus post, is they... I've got a screwdriver. In fact, I already know hey. how it works. Hey, you can, you're more than welcome to it, but apparently they're running low now because people are like, oh, well, you have a gold mine of what you have. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, sometimes like I really don't like to use it because like they're being sold out and stuff. And I was like, well, it seems like a very cut and dry common thing. Like the one well, that Zach Bagans used to use is like almost $3,000 now. Uh, you know, the, the, which, the newest version of the Ovilus, uh retail um, is about... 700. Yeah, the uh, one that I got, I got it when it was 499. Is yours an Ovilus 1 or an Ovilus 2? Can you? So, remember? mine is an Ovilus 5. 
five. Yeah, so if you go to a website, here, check this out. So go to a website. Oh, no, I, I, right I, I, I was just surprised it was because that's a relatively new, new issue. Yeah, model. so this is what I'm saying. There's this site where I found this. And, you know, okay, so it's the one that's square that has the two little prongs. Oh, right I know the, the one. Right? I know the one. Well, so, I mean, I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them, you know, on these para equipment for sale. Everybody's using them now. Yeah, people people are trying to sell up. You know, oh, I'm bored with this. I want I want some dollars for it. Um, they're asking between four and six hundred dollars, but they're actually getting a lot less. And the reason yep. for that is there's so many on the market. They actually sell if you if you do find the sold prices on eBay when they turn up, they tend to sell for about one fifty. But the asking price is normally four or five it's times. Crazy. That's ridiculous. It's, crazy. it's, it's like crazy. it's. Kind of reminiscent of the DR60, the Panasonic DR60 EV. Well, it's like those people that use the thing called the Boo Bear. You know, oh, it's that little teddy bear, and I can't I stand know. it. I had a girl that came on my tour to use That's it. That's so cute, though. It is adorable. I would throw it to a child and say, here you go. <laughs> like, you know, like, no. that's what I would do. Yeah. That, but, that's, like, that's, I just don't. I've never seen the child. Throw the child. Keep the bear. Oh, my God. Yeah, just do, do whatever. Yeah, but, children like, are overrated. Yeah, the ovulus, though, I've had some pretty interesting things. Usually, I I honestly say it's the most boring piece of equipment that I have because, like, first of all, it has a GPS system built into it, and it selects words at random, right? No. And so sometimes it'll say mustard, and I'm like, are we trying to find clues for, like, kernel mustards? You know, I make no, jokes. No, it doesn't select words at random. That's the first myth of the ovulus. Oh, so what um, does it do then? Because I'm very curious. Well, right. Well, the ovulus is, is a little bit... Not as quite as clever as the iOvulus, because mm -hmm. the iOvulus accesses GPS data. Uh, it can read your text messages and your key inputs on your smartphone. And it uses that information, plus your search history, which it also accesses, to yeah. choose words from its... Yeah, it's very, very uh, sneaky. Uh, the Ovulus itself mm -hmm. uses a motion sensor, so it knows whether it's been picked up or put down. It has right. a... It has a what's called um, an accelerometer, so it knows how it's been held. And it has a vocabulary, which I think on the five is about 7,000 words. Yeah, so this one's about seven to 10,000. Because when and, I look, yeah, 10, so it has, then it uses, based upon its GPS and what the, the accelerometers are doing, um, it kind of knows where it is. So, so uh, I've yeah. assumed that. I always wondered if it listened right. So when I, I've had it, has I've it, had it has for it, about, Is it the version with the microphone on it? So it has that speaker in the back where it says yeah, the word, the smart, right? But I yeah, feel like it listens. On the smartphone versions. Yeah, I feel like it listens, though. So I had it some may well do. Tour. So I had some There's, people on the tour that was numerous times, and... It's always been like, mm, I think that's a coincidence. But then I had some people where it immediately, without anybody provoking it and everybody was silent, it decided to give some gestures. And of course, it could be selective on who you might think it might be, right? And so somebody thought it was their brother. And so I said, well, in your head, not out loud, ask it to say some things and see if it comes up by chance at some point on the tour. And we only have like an hour and 30 minute, two hour tour mats, you know, depending on activity. And it's happened a few times where the words that they actually say will actually come in unison. 
And like when they're like holding it, like they don't say anything. They're just hanging out and they usually don't believe in it. And then they burst into tears. I'm like, what's going on as I'm talking? And they're like, it actually said the words. And do, the, so, do, the, do the Alexa test on it. Switch Alexa? it on. Okay. Yeah, the, the old Alexa test. I actually have it right now. Yeah. Switch <laughs> it on, leave it round and then get you and a friend or mm-hmm. when Dylan gets over there and just start talking about things like, oh, we need to buy the cat a new, um, or we need to get some cat food or just keep saying the same sort of and see how it responds because they found out that Alexa was listening by looking at the type of adverts you were getting when you were talking about some items like, oh, we need to get pet food and you would get adverts for pet insurance or so try something like an Alexa test on it to see if it is actually listening. Definitely will. Cause like I've been curious about like walk patterns, right? So for certain walk patterns, like I'll see words that will always come up in certain spots and I'm like, okay. So that's why I was wondering if there was a built in like database because it would always say like said names, like, like Walter at a certain spot or Norman, but it was always around the same affiliation. And of course, there's stories that link to it. So I always clear the log in front of everybody. I was like, listen, these are the passwords from the prior tour. I'm going to show you this is the log where you can look back if you want to like use your context clues to figure out what it's saying. But we're clearing that log. So fresh start. We and know for certain it's known for certain that the iOvilus listens. Yeah, I was always wondering if it listened. And uh, this is the iOvilus, ladies and gentlemen, is the smartphone version. It's an app that's called. Oh, that's the app. I used to use it. I never trusted that thing. Also, the that, necro- that thing that thing accesses an awful lot of data on your phone. Um, yeah, because have you ever heard like, of the Necrophonic? It's basically the same thing, but it's almost like a spirit box intertwined with it. There are there are so many now. Yeah, but Necrophonic is like a huge American one where everybody's like, do the Necrophonic, I love it. And like, of course, yeah, it'll be spot on for certain things, but other times it's really interesting when like, you know, it's unprovoked and like it's doing stuff. So I'm like, okay, because I usually tell people, listen, this is a phone app, don't say anything. What's also been um, mentioned by some people, they, they, they say that they've noticed that there are differences in the vocabulary depending on where in the world uh, it's been purchased from. So, for example, if I order an ovulus to be sent here to the UK, mm. apparently the uh, I, I haven't tested this, but it, it's been uh, mentioned by some that the vocabulary is different from a US version or a European version. So it looks like maybe the, the, they can preload um, a chosen vocabulary into the device, which would be simplicity itself to do. It's got a yeah. USB port on it. It does. That indeed it does. It's called electronic trickery. Is Dylan <laughs> back yet? I see that his microphone has been muted. So I'm, oh, now it's back on, Dylan. Okay. I don't know how good the microphone is, unfortunately. Well, well it sounds the better. Of curious tales. Do the sounds laugh. Better. Come on in. Do the laugh. Oh, I can't. Oh, you can. Oh, I can't. Do the laugh. <laughs> 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 
You know, when I play the <laughs> podcast back for Ronnie, she's going to go all all jelly like at the knees. <laughs> yes. Do you remember, the, do you remember the, um, the 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 voice test that we did when we were in New England? When we were yes, that's why. It, that's um, what sprung to mind. Because after you got to Savannah, I got inundated with cat food adverts. <laughs> so we were we were looking at setting up um, dog grooming service, if I remember rightly. Is that what? Uh, no, um, yeah, I think Alexa has been having a bad day. I got all sorts of strange. Oh, sorry. I've just realised every time I say Alexa, it triggers our own Alexa. Oh, dear. Yes. I've just been sold a dog grooming advert. <laughs> well, do you get one of these K2 trip wires for you when I see one next? Yeah, just steal one. But steal the ovulus. Actually, if Belinda packs the ovulus in with her smalls for her trip over, then we are meeting briefly, so I could dismantle it there and then. I thought about it. It wouldn't work ever again afterwards, but you know. No, I have to have it. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't pack it then. Uh, well, tell you what. I will give it to you when I get some like thermal cameras or something, and then I'll replace it with that. Cause like my other guides don't use it. So I'll do that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, pick up a thermal camera from here over here. They're only about 200 quid in the UK. Oh, really? That's, right. That's way cheaper than over here. They're straight, like, get, I was get straight onto the- Amazon, get one, take it over for her. There you go. Sorted. But we've got an ad break coming up. So everybody's going to have to shut up and I'm going to have to go oh. back to Ron, who's been strangely quiet. Who can oh. tell us who we're brought by? Are we? Is he? He's strangely quiet tonight. Yeah, he is. Ron, are you there? <laughs> is anybody there? No. Oh well. Tonight's Hello. show has been brought to you by the letters. You, you, hang on, what's up? Okay. Today's yeah. show is brought to you by you our go. good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, Circles of Wisdom, three eighty-six Merrick Street. Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And of course, the Witch an Hour Ghost What the heck is the name of that tour you Witch do? Witch Hour Ghost Tour. Witch an Hour Ghost Tour in Savannah, Georgia. So if you're down in Savannah, if you're down in Savannah eating bananas, uh, mm-hmm. isn't that a song? Well, they actually have a. a- a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas. So I think they do have a song dedicated to it. Yes, there is. It's actually a song now. I'm going to have to think of it during the break and try to come up with it. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parson and Ron Kolick and our special guests, uh, Bridget Pitt, and the quiet Dylan Jones, a teller of curious tales. Not we'll be right back. Welcome to Tokyo. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Welcome back to the second half of the first half of tonight's two-hour Ghost Chronicles special double bill. This is the international edition with New England's own Van Helsink and the gold standard. And we're joined by a very special, the new paranormal couple, the real parapsychologist, Dylan Jones, and Bridget Pitts from Witching Hour Tours, Savannah, Georgia. Okay. So I got it. I was down in Savannah eating cream and bananas when the heat just made me faint. I thought I was cross-eyed. I thought I was lost by the being to see things as they ain't. And it's Jug Band Music by the Loving Spoonfuls. That's the name of the song. Oh, yep. God, I love it. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure there's a rude version of that. Huh? I'm sure there's a rude version of that. No. Well, there would no, be if it was no. a British song. <laughs> this is way before that. Down in Savannah. Anyway, do we do have a guest? Uh, we were talking about the Ovilus and other pieces of wonderful equipment we, they use in ghost hunting. K2 tripwire. Oh, it's, you can see it to believe it. Well, it's I incredible. mean, it, what did you say? Describe it as it was just a string of sausages. <laughs> well, it looked like individual sausage attached to a piece of wire then to another sausage to another piece of wire so i think there was about six to eight of these lights on there and they light up different colors as you'd expect so it looked like something that would have been used in a mobile disco sounds more like somebody's leftover christmas decorations it it would look good on your christmas tree in fairness it would but i'm not paying 350 pounds tree decoration hey there you go the world's first K2 Christmas tree. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know if the spirit of Christmas Copyright is it. in your house, you can talk to... No, they've already got talking Christmas trees. Got one at one of our garden centres. <laughs> I'm here for and it. And it sings. Americans would be here for it. Let's do it. 
Anyway, you two uh, happy chaps are going on a world tour of Ireland. Uh, tell us about it. Ooh, Dylan, why don't you start it off a little bit? Yeah, well, Bridget actually comes over to the UK next Tuesday, and then on Thursday we're going to be uh, setting off, uh, travelling via Hollyhead across to Dublin. So we're going to spend a couple of days in Dublin, and we're going to check out a couple of the haunted sites there. Then we're going to head over to Galway for a day, um, and then we're going to spend uh, in Limerick. So there's a few little locations to check out there. And then we're going to head down to Cork before making our way back through South Wales. So that's the that's the itinerary, um, and hopefully meet up with you and uh, a certain doctor, Doctor Cooper. Yeah, because by by stonking good fortune, you're getting off the boat from Ireland just as I get on it. Exactly. Yes. We really I thought, that was, I thought that was extremely fortuitous luck on my behalf, getting away with that one. <laughs> I dodged a bullet there. Oh. Who'd have thought you get off the boat, wave, we get on the boat? Makes my heart. We wanted to go to the, the, uh, the festival again, explained in my list, but um, sadly, with Bridget working to get back, it wasn't possible. Oh, gutted. Yeah, so I, because that's where I wanted to go, like do something paranormal in Ireland. So I'm absolutely Hang good. On. You're spending two weeks in Ireland in a in a motorhome with Dylan, and nothing paranormal is going to happen. <laughs> there might. Be. I've shared an apartment with him. I know weird shit happens when he's around. <laughs> in fact, in fact, on our yeah. last day together, I was watching. Um, I don't know. I don't, one of those daytime American television programs. Mm-hmm. And this apparition wearing Ghostbuster boxer shorts appeared in front of me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that happened to you too. <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> so, Bridget, when you do your ghost tours, where, where, where do you go? Where do you take uh, your groups? So we're a tour that's on foot right now, and in March, I'm setting up the Dying with the Dead experience for investigation areas. But so I take them on a path towards all these haunted locations if they want to check them out or see if something's going on from the outside, because half of them are museums or historic buildings, but then you have the cemetery, and the cemetery is usually where everybody wants to go. But unfortunately, you can only wander around the cemetery. You don't have access to it on the inside unless the gate's unlocked. <laughs> but nobody Is that a state law? Yes. Yeah, so nobody's been allowed inside of the cemetery since like the late 80s, almost early, ni- early 90s. Because like oh. I remember when I was a little girl, people used to do tours, but we're known for Midnight in the Garden, Good and Evil. And then we're also known for Scariest Places on Earth, which that was a show by Linda Blair. And then you had a bunch of weirdos coming around, sacrificing goats and uh, ripping out their hearts, putting them in tinfoil, having chicken feet all around. And my dad, when he was a cop for 25 years, he remembers on dispatch, there was like a severed hand laying on somebody's grave in chicken feet, and that was on the dispatch for it. 
And so that was back in the 80s. People just get weird. And so in order to protect the living as well as the dead, uh, yeah, you're not allowed in them at nighttime anymore. You used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Massachusetts, the same way. Uh, it's a state law that you can't go into cemeteries unless you have permission, of course, from whatever agency. Which I thought about getting permission from the city one day when I actually have like legit people, not for tours, but to actually like go to Laurel Grove um, Colonial, which is from 1750 till 1856. And then Laurel Grove opened up and then Bonaventure was the next best thing that opened up. So, I mean, all of them are locked up and they just don't want people getting weird and disrespectful in there. You'll get arrested if you get caught. And how how is uh, I mean the since you've been there uh, you're like around thirty five or something you said has the attitude of people in Savannah changed over the years uh, you know because that's that's basically uh, are you in the Baptist Bible Belt or yeah I think you are right ooh good question so we're in georgia so we're in that vicinity right so you have some people who are very chill spiritual call themselves witches and then you also have other people who think that i am the absolute devil i am doing the devil's work using dousing rods and i will literally sit there and talk to them for a second they don't want anything to do with me and they will leave my tour um but then other people, because I'm like, listen, I'm pull up my rosary. I'm like, by the way, like I was born and raised Irish Catholic. So don't know what you're trying to say. Um, but I'll pray for you since you want to think I'm the devil. Yeah, there you go. You so you just more tempted just to go, yeah, I am. Well, yeah, let my eyes roll back and then like yeah. stick my tongue out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, might as well. That would be more entertaining. It, it, the, you mentioned witches and stuff. I mean, that is, is that something that's newer than, you know, has it changed? No, How, it, it, is, it is so like for my generation, right? I feel like it is so trendy to buy a bunch of crystals um buy sage when you don't even know how to use it and like also you need to know where it's where you buy it from first of all but like they they make it such a trend nowadays when I'm like you have no idea what you're like dabbling into and like it's just it's just a thing that people love to do I guess it they think it makes them cool like astrology and stuff like that like I mean, I'm cool with all of it. Don't get me wrong. But like when people are like, oh, are you a witch? I was like, well, I guess I'm a terrible one when I don't even know much about astrology minus the basics. Because like I just I free flow like I've had paranormal experiences since I was four. Occasionally I contact people's loved ones um, and, I, and I do do readings on people. But like I do it in such a way where I'm like, listen, like if you want me to tell you what it is, I can. But like usually like. It's just one of those weird things where I'm like, I'm not a trick pony. It's just something that happens. Don't know why, but it's a cool thing at the same time. But other people are so down a rabbit hole of not even knowing what they're doing for the human basics of it. So I just leave it alone. So how did you start your own tour company? So I was miserable at a dead end law firm job. I worked in law for six years on and off and then, like, right before COVID happened, I was taking a leap of doing something kind of like a part-time gig. And then 
got more serious into like, doing tours because I love paranormal stuff. I've been ghost goofing since I was 16 years old, and that's what I call it. And then I just started getting more and more involved. People loved it. We had crazy experiences. I've been clawed. I've been bitten. Um, I've had people on my tours get clawed. And it's it's been an interesting thing. And so for me, like to keep people safe on my tour, I had to learn how to like take it back a little bit. And like, you know, like let people know at the beginning, like, hey, we only embrace love and light and positive energy. We don't embrace anything negative spirit. When we break this session, we all say goodbye at the end. Like, don't let anything follow home with you. If you don't believe in ghosts, I don't care. Humor me once in your life. And that's all I tell them because I've had phone calls of like five guests who've had things follow them. And so I had to work with them. Yeah, doesn't that open open you up to certain lawsuits, especially people getting harmed on your tours? Oh, my God. So my, my business partner, Chris, right? So mm-hmm. we were talking about it, and we kind of laughed it off because it was like, do you think people can sue us from for that? And I was like, you know, that would be a very interesting experience, but then it would be a notch in my belt, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what would you prove, like, in a court of law? <laughs> Like, that's what, I'm very interested in what would you prove in a court of law for that? Like, I've worked in law for a long time. And, like, you know, when it comes to, like, these things, like, you know, legality of, like, exorcisms and stuff like that, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I have eyewitnesses and, like, I could grab anybody from that tour and say, like, yeah, what do you think? Like, I think it would be rather interesting. I find it more fascinating than... I don't, I don't think it would be interesting because I there is legitimate cause. If you took uh, someone place that is dangerous, that, of course, is, a, if not a, a, a suit uh, criminally, it's certainly a civil suit that could be uh, it just as much as if someone had water in a supermarket and they slipped and fell and got hurt, then that would also be... Uh, you know. I mean, it'd be more fascinating to see on the aspects of like for a, a civil suit of involving the paranormal, what that would actually involve. However, like for my tours, like because I don't play around with it and I'm not going to brush it off like if somebody gets clawed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually pour holy water on it, pray and cleanse them completely. And then usually I always keep in touch with them to see how everything goes. Oh, that's um, good. And then another thing is I had a girl that was on my tour with her mother and I was with these other two people and it was just a basic chill tour. And we left our first destination, go to the next stop, which is literally like right up the road. And the girl had this strange look on her face and I've only seen it one other time where I felt like I've had somebody get possessed on my tour. So I've had two. Um, and I saw her face and how it was starting to get distorted and she was just like crying and like this weird yell after like I was cleansing her because her mother says you need to do something about this right now she's like I'm not playing she was like freaking out and so after that like they always let out this weird deep growlish groan and like then they're like completely exhausted like beating sweat in the middle of winter and like I'm just like okay because like there's certain points where I've been concerned where I'm like okay and I'm like listen take her right now with me drag her over here to me right now we have to drag them I've had to drag people 
So I've, I've chilled out my tours tremendously just because like people are like, I want you to scare us. I want you to do all that. And I'm like, well, I'm here to educate you and I'm here to like show you the basics of stuff. So if you're wanting to be open to things, be careful because you never know what's actually out there. And we have like a lot of ritualistic, like crazy things that happen in the city. Whether you believe in it or not, I don't want you to be the one susceptible to all of this. And then boom, it happens and it lights up like a match. Right. Because so I've, I've had it a couple of times where I have been like worried about it. And I mean, so yeah, it, it's, it's a thing that can happen. And, uh, so that's why, like, I try to do something different with, like, opening a circle together. And I'm like, listen, if you have to leave at any point in time, come up to me. We'll end the session with you and reclose the gap. Because usually the way that I look at it is, like, I'm your absolute responsibility. And so I make sure to take care of you. And if you leave at any point in time, I have to be absolutely aware. You know, and so usually I'm multitasking several <laughs> times over. And like any guide that I have to get, they have to understand that. Like one of my guides, she's Native American. Um, she's actually big into chaos magic, which me and her go back and forth with it. But it is what it is. But she's pretty smart when it comes to things that go on on her tours. However, nobody's been attacked on her tour, but she's been attacked. And then she ended up with like several different issues and she hasn't really came back fully, but she's going on an investigation tonight and it's been almost like a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Steve, I mean, you there's like two aspects, uh, two prongs. And we talked about this, I think, last week on uh, the show uh, that parascience looks at. And, and one of the courses are environmental factors and the other is psychological factors uh, is can that be a something that could be weighed in uh, some of the tours as far as, you know, when they, they witness something or something happens, can you, can it, it be it a... Could, but it could be, but uh, from a parapsychological point of view, but it would be pretty pointless and it would probably take most, because by the time they'd filled in all sorts of personality forms yeah. and, you know, questionnaires about beliefs and everything else, then you've just basically wasted uh, the, the the essential reason that people are on the tours is to have the bejesus scared out of them, mostly. Um, you know, oh, it's, the history. It, and the history. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is for entertainment. And I don't think that you could necessarily burden people by expecting them to participate in long-winded parapsychological studies. Um, I think you'd just bore them to death. As regards people you know, becoming possessed or um having you know things follow them um attacking them i mean that happens on british investigations too you have people making these claims you know i've been on a, a, you know investigations where people say they've been possessed where they claim that they've been attacked and scratched and bitten and clawed and whatever else and invariably if if you don't give them very much attention then they stop being attacked and they stop being bitten and they stop being clawed um you know these these if you withdraw their attention the attention from them they tend to go back to normal again uh, because unfortunately in the uk we're not allowed to slap them um, <laughs> which would probably solve it a lot quicker but but basically when it what it boils down to from a psychology point of view most of them are attention seeking 
you see so often on investigations where people want to be the center of attention hey look at me everybody i'm being attacked i'm being possessed i'm more weird than you are and they can be extremely disruptive to a group of people who are there to enjoy themselves and so you know slapping them might be a, a good option but not if you're a tour guide and not if they're paying to to be entertained because you're not like to get so I always like to document it because I feel like like you said the the, the legality point right mm-hmm. and I never know and so yeah I'm just like oh it's interesting to think about but like so I'll document it but there was one guy that I was very curious about and it was October 29th at 10:49 p.m. He had these deep claw marks on his neck. And so when they were all going to take key lime pie shots, because I walked in with him, saw him, nothing was going on. And I'm still standing by my group because we're in the 1790, which is known to be a haunted inn bar and restaurant. Mm-hmm. And while he's there, they're all about to cheers and he jerks and he drops his his cocktail. And then he was like, I feel like my neck is on fire. And he's just like, gutted up like standing there and then I, everybody shows their shines their light on and they're like dude you got claw marks and so I went to go touch them and I was like well they're not hot I was like what did it feel like he says it felt like somebody stuck a, a hot lighter up to my neck and so after that I waited and I watched them and I was watching the she's one of the bar backs so she's behind the bar and she was like no I was watching she was like Whatever's in this bar doesn't like him. I said, you didn't see him touch his neck or nothing. She goes, no, I've been, I've been standing here watching your group. And when he did that movement, she says, something in this bar doesn't like him, whatever it may be. And after we left the bar, we were there for about 10 to 15 minutes, right? So I said, okay, hey, we're back out front. Let me see your neck again. And I pull up his neck to go look at it. And they're thinner, but raised, and they're piping hot. So I was like, okay. And so, of course, I put holy water on him beforehand. And then I ended up seeing him and his girlfriend the next day. Now, his girlfriend, who is from Sweden, apparently does gray magic, which means that's a gray area of what she does. She dabbles in both, basically. Um, And so, you know, it was just an interesting thing. I've had other people, when they would walk up, they're actually literally holding, like, a case of beer in their hand because sometimes it's a BYOB tour depending on the people <laughs> and the guy was holding it, it was unopened and when we walk by the cemetery he drops it and we're looking at his arm and you're literally watching the marks form and so it's just an interesting thing where I'm like okay and so of course they're weirded out at this point they don't want to do it and so like I'm chilling them out trying to do something else improvise it get, get this get the situation under control And that's what I usually do. Now, does it happen all the time? No. And thank God it doesn't. But it has happened in the past. And the most recent was October 29th. Um, And so it's only happened, I want to say, with that little girl and that little boy included, too. It's only happened five times. What does Dylan make of it? So that's a good question. Dylan, what do you make of it? I mean, I'm fascinated by the, you know, by the reaction that some people have had on the tours. Um, I've never been present when it actually happened. Um, so I, I've never seen anybody actually go through that. Um, I'm aware of, obviously, physiological um, things 
Well, he had to be marked appearing and rushes and things like that. Um, that's not my area of expertise, so I, I would know um, what would be at the time what, what was going on. So it's quite difficult to try and get an opinion on it. It would be fascinating if it actually happened in front of me on the tour. Well, when actually, you're here for three months, hopefully it can. Well, not that, but like something else. Not people getting clawed, but like something else. No, that's that. that's perfect. Let's let's get one of the uh, the spirits on the tour to attack Dylan. Then we'll get a parapsychology <laughs> perspective on whether whether it's a real event. Real oh. event. So it's like you film it, though. We got to film it. Well, so well, now I'm getting scared him. and I'm filming. You know, if he gets if he gets attacked and mutilated by a spirit, that's good. You know, he's testing. Yeah, but if we film it, we can put it on our Patreon we can, page. We can yeah. meet him because now I'm filming. Now I'm filming my tours. So every night I'm filming my tours. So it's going to be happening because I got smart. I have like a podcast camera, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to use this for the tours. And so usually we just incorporate that, and I tell everybody is it okay that you're on there and they're like heck yeah and i'm like all right everybody said it thumbs up so run it <laughs> you know you might get lucky with a banshee in ireland well i want to get a <laughs> tattoo of a banshee when i go to ireland but that might be the next trip maybe oh i wouldn't that's just inviting trouble no i love the oh, banshees i'm named after bridget of ireland so and like actually we've run out of time kids kids we've run out of time so we've got oh no yes so uh bridget we want to thank you so much for joining us today and if people want to find out more about you how can they do that so they can go to www.witchinghoursavannah.com and they can look up my website i'm on instagram witching our savannah on Facebook, Witching Hour Paranormal Ghost Tour. There you go. And if people can find Dylan. Yeah. Under a rock. But you can go to the ghostcenter.co.uk. There you go. So uh, hopefully uh, Dylan can save enough money and buy a good mic and then we'll be all happy. We could do a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, Dylan. Do a GoFundMe. Anyways, you've been listening to... Uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, International, uh, stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and myself, and our special guest will be demonologist Kyle Johnson. And uh, if you're interested in the psychological effects of uh, the paranormal, then join me on the 13th for Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, when I will have uh, psychologist uh, Dr. Kim uh, on the show, and we'll be talking specifically about that so anyways we are brought to you by circles within 386 Merrick street with Thule, massachusetts and the gallant messier family law group 15 high street north end of massachusetts and our very good friends on ghost chronicles radio on patreon you too can become a member for a mere three dollars a month till next week good night god bless stay safe and don't let any baddies scratch you
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.